the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, Marcus Sahaba Online Radio, Business Matters. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Business Matters with me, your host, Alameen Templeton. Well, we're analyzing Women's Day, women's rights, and not just women's rights, but uh, any kind of individual rights. Uh, you know, in the, in the light of this is uh, one of the days where, you know, these mass-defined uh, rights are celebrated by the West. Um, have you ever gone and tried as an individual to enforce these rights? You know, when you when you do go and try and enforce these rights, you find uh, yourself people you find people treating you as a bit of a joke. I don't know if you, as a woman, um, have ever gone and tried to enforce your rights as a woman. Uh, you'll find that um, there's nothing but soup, you know, nothing but soup. Uh, you see, uh, if you want to go and fight for women's rights, you can't go and fight for women's rights as an individual. You have to go and fight for the general idea of women's rights as it exists out there in the greater mishmash of things. So the best way, if you want to take advantage of women's rights, you know, and make women's rights work for you, well, you don't have to be a woman to do it. You, you can be uh, President Sul Ramaphosa, for instance. Uh, just uh, last night, uh, he was making a major, a major grab on behalf of um, the Pansula that uh, make up, um, well, the, the cabinet, I suppose. Um, um, yeah, Pansula, I'm a Pansula there in uh, Tainhais. Um They're now busy um, saying that they. They're going to uh, ensure that all government contracts, 40% of all government contracts from now on, have to go to women-owned firms. Well, women's firms. But as I say, you know, you as a man can go and form a women's firm. You can say you're fighting for women's rights and so on. You know, as long as you've got that corporate that corporate veil in front of you, you can go to anything. Um you know, you can, well, of course, you know, you, you, you can take your wife along with you in tow, you know, like sort of the, you know, the token woman kind of thing. You hold her up, uh, point to your wife and all that kind of, give her a hug and a kiss, you know, for the cameras. And um, and you can go and uh, collect money, uh, you know, for abused women or women shelters and all of these kinds of things. In fact, you know what, there's a lot of... Um, Madrasa organizations, a Muslim organization. We as a Muslims, we're aware of this as well. You know, you get these shady characters with, um, you know, they come and they 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 knock in on your gate, and uh, they've got like this long kurta on that. Um, it just doesn't look as though that kurta's ever seen the inside of a masjid. Um, you know, they 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 never any patch patches on their knees. You know. These guys stand there. Um, um, they've always got, they've almost always got dirty hands, hmm. and uh, they they collecting for the madrasa. Um, hmm. You know, the 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 charity um, is is a mugs game in many ways, and uh, with the corporate veil in front of it, charity. Yeah, it's a, it's really easy business, you know. According to South African law, uh, only seventeen percent of everything that you that you collect as a charity organisation, only seventeen percent, yes, that's one seven, has to go to beneficiaries. 
You see, it's very expensive um, uh, to, 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 to gather charity for other people. Now, I know a lot of us, you know, we, we, we give sadaqah uh, without, without effort. Well, some people it's very hard, but some people it's very easy to give sadaqah. You know, you just look away and you hand it over to someone. Um, but, you know, when you have the corporate veil in front of you, well, then you can hide, the, you can use the corporate veil to hide all kinds of things, you know. You can start describing yourself as the chief executive, and uh, you look into the private sector, and you see the chief executives gather, uh, earn so much money a year. So first, the first things foremost, you give yourself as the chief executive a really fat salary. Um, and then you bring your family and your, your kids on board and, you know, uh, there, 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 there are many, many Muslim organizations that work like this and take full advantage of the fact that the law says you only have to hand 17% of your money over to beneficiaries. The rest you can give for yourself. I mean, that is like, that's just like a call to all of the whores in the world to come and pretend to be saints in the uh, charity sector. Yeah. You know, it's a clarion call to thieves and prostitutes and pimps and um, troubadours and tricksters and fraudsters and the worst of humanity to come and to populate the charity sector. You know, there you see the organization, the corporate veil is now pulled across the mass mobilization sector of society. And us as individuals, we want to go and protect our human rights. You can't protect it as an individual. You have to go to one of these uh, corporations and ask the corporation to do it for you. The corporation, which is there on the one hand, the main purpose of the corporation is to hide uh, the machinations of the 1% or more accurately, the 0.001%. That's what it's there for. So, if you want to enjoy women's rights, you can do so as a man. Yes, and you don't have to go to a doctor and uh, tell him to take the um, the scalpel to your tender bits. No. You just need to go and form an organization and call it Women's Friend or something like that. You know, or the shelter for our abused sisters. And you can make money hand over fist. It's an amazing thing nowadays, you know. You get people who uh, who go um, orphan farming. You know, they go and they 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 they, they form a, a a children's shelter, an orphan shelter, and then they go around looking for just like Fagin during the, the Victorian times. And in, in many ways, ever since the invention of cities, it has it has worked like this. Street kids get hijacked and turned into gangs, you know. Yes, uh, we spoke about this. Uh, the cats are in the rye. J.D. Salinger so, was a, a, a book um, written in, uh, during World War II. Um, but it wasn't about the war. In fact, uh, you know, he was fighting a world war, but he was more concerned about another war that was going on, and that was uh, a war uh, in teenagers' minds. You know, as as, as you find yourself um, being extricated slowly but surely uh, from the family fold uh, as an individual in the West and... Uh, you know, school is now giving you the skills to enable to leave home and to live on your own. You know, you don't want to be living with your parents, you know. Oh, 
Look at him. He's, 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 he's 28 and he's still living with his parents. It's a highly shameful thing in the West. But it's a highly desirable thing in Islam. And it's really amazing, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at the nuclear family uh, system. How difficult it is to have a child. But if you if you live in poor communities, it's amazing how easily the poor have children. Hmm? Huh? They, 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 they pop just children out all over the place. But for rich people to have a child, oh, you know, it's it's like such a burden. It's such an effort. Um, it's such a disaster. It's such a calamity. I mean, you know, it ties up all kinds of future earnings. You've got to redirect all kinds of things. You've got to readjust your investment portfolio over a 20-year period. I mean, boy, what an inconvenience. In the nuclear family, children are seen as a cost element. They're not seen as a benefit because, you see, you're, you're going to have to pay for the education of this individual. You're going to have to put clothes on this individual's back, food into its mouth. You're going to have to take back chat from it uh, for a good 10 years once it turns 11 or 12. And, uh, you know, thank God at the end of all of that, you know, they leave home. Hmm? And, and, and that's how you're supposed to plan. Your family finances, it's no wonder your family finances, you find yourself bankrupt as uh, you go into retirement. You know, it's all a huge big con. It's a very big pyramid scheme. But it's a pyramid scheme that isn't allowed to collapse. You know, government ensures that all kinds of laws are passed to ensure that this pyramid scheme is propped up. Only 6% of people saving for their pensions in South Africa, and it's like, you know, fairly common around the world, only 6% are going to have enough to retire on. So what on earth has all of this effort been put into in order to create the system that only has a 6% pass rate? You know, even the ANC couldn't get away with a 6% pass rate at the end of the year. But the pension fund industry is allowed to get away with it in perpetuity. Because the banks make nice bucks out of it. Because the government makes nice bucks out of it. Hmm? They see, even the even when it comes to your old age, your very humanity is used as a means of holding you ransom. You need you you need to go to the doctor because you get sick. Your humanity is used to keep you to hold you to ransom. You're going to get old and frail. You're going to need someone to look after in your old age. You can't rely on your family, but you can rely on the banks. Mm. Yeah. And as I say, if you want to be an individual and to um, in, um, make sure that women's rights work for you, well, as I said, you don't have to be a woman to get it right. You have to be a corporation. You become a corporation, and boy, you can make money hand over fist. But as a woman, women's rights mean very little. Yeah, they they want to protect you from rape, uh, but uh, you know, even during lockdown, you know, people are still drinking. Uh, you know, and uh, we, we we've got a lockdown to protect us from a disease, apparently. But um, nevertheless. There isn't any real lockdown because minibus taxis are traveling 100% capacity with their windows open. No, we're keeping the windows open. That'll stop people from getting sick in the middle of winter. 
And what are you trying to protect them from? Trying to protect them from getting a, a coronavirus. It's basically the flu. So you want to protect people from the flu in the middle of winter by making a law that they have to drive with the with minibus taxi windows open in the middle of winter. You're going to save people from the coronavirus. You're just going to get everyone sick. You're going to, you're going to compromise everyone's uh, health systems. It's a big joke, you know. If, if As I said, if I was... In off, and, and I did see it as a part of a British-American tobacco's legal argument that in actual fact there isn't a lockdown. That should be their primary argument, that as long as government is allowing minibus taxis to travel at 100% capacity, then there isn't a lockdown. Not only that, but it shows that, they, that, that they're discriminating against sectors. And basically it comes down to which sector is able to make the most trouble. Tobacco companies, uh, you know, what they can burn their, burn their cigarettes because no one else will. But, uh, you know, it's like feminists burning their bra. It doesn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, in the name of women, I hereby burn my bra. Oh, thank you very much. Um, you know, they added to global warming. Um, but, uh, but that's it. You know, the cigarette makers can burn their tobacco. <laughs> Uh, but it's not going to do anything. So how are you going to enforce your rights? How are you going to enforce your rights in this world? You've got to join the corporate sector. Either that or you must go and become a member of the trade union. The trade union is just another corporation, like Anglo-American. Um, and you as a worker on your own, you can't in actual, even enjoy your rights properly. What about you as a woman? Like, say you decide as a woman um, that I'm entitled, uh, you know, as a, as a single mother, I'm entitled to these kind of payouts from government, these kind of grants from government, child support grants, and all of these kinds of things. Okay, now I've got these as a woman. Um, all right, now I want to go and get employment. All right. So what are you going to do with your kid, your, your, your six-month-old baby, while you go and find employment? Uh, okay, you've got to put in a crash. But now the Gauteng, uh Social Welfare Department decided to close all creches. Where are you as a woman? What are you going to do? Who are you going to turn to? There's no one as an individual that you can... There's no way as an individual you can enforce your rights as a woman. Women's rights are only valuable to the corporation. You know? The corporation can go and uh, can get a gaming license, a former casino, you know. The women's corporation can go and uh, invest in prisons. And so it really is a fascinating concept that, you know, that woman or one of the countries, I think it's Wipold, has, uh, has got a major stake in the country's prisons. Huh? There is like a really where, 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 male, where male abuse is like, like perfected, where it reaches a fever pitch, abuse of masculinity, prisons, and it's owned by a women's group. <laughs> so it's almost perfect in a way. Anyway, uh, we're coming up to the top of the half hour. That means we've got to cross uh, to the marketplace for some market news.